0: Hello. Hello. Hey. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, it's a beautiful day. I just got a shake for three dollars because. Oh
1: God, I made that mistake a couple days ago. Hold on. T- t- tell me about your shake
0: first. <laughs> you made away. a shake mistake. That's very. I mean, that's upsetting. Yeah.
1: T- tell me about your shake.
0: Okay. I um. I was just walking back down from an appointment in um in manhattan and i i walked by a place that had a happy hour on shakes yes and uh, i got a three dollar shake and i i felt like a real winner you know uh so that it it all it all was fine it was a good shake I, i had it on the platform while i was waiting for the train but i'm curious about your shake mistake
1: so my shake mistake is that um I guess part of it is like shake cruelty on behalf of like the shake gods like that I love milkshakes so much but like as I get older I can't do dairy so good anymore so uh. yeah uh, like two days ago I was in LA hanging out waiting for a show and there was an ice cream place where I was waiting and my friend went in there and was like you want anything I was like yeah get me a fucking large shake and I was I was pretty drunk when I made that decision and uh, I, I felt it for about 24 hours so yeah that's, that's, that's my shake mistake it was <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, I still kind of feel gross thinking about it. But I love shakes so much. What kind of shake did you get?
0: Uh, I got a black and white.
1: Black and white. What? 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 What is a black and white?
0: No one's really sure. Okay. No one's really sure. I think it's they take the black and white cookies and they crumble them up and they blend them up and that's in the milkshake now.
1: That sounds really good.
0: That's. I think that's what it is. <laughs> it's good, whatever it is.
1: Uh, it, up in Maine, we used to make uh, what we called slacker shakes, which was... Um, a bunch of ice cream, but also a bunch of ice cream sandwiches. He just dumped it all in a blender, and just shredded it up. And it was oh my God. extremely good. It was so good. Ah, oh, I'm so glad that you decided to have uh, have me on your milkshake podcast here. This I know is a real honor. this is
0: the, the shake cast. Um, we talk about our, our shake wins, our shake mistakes. <laughs> but you are from Maine. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, uh, I I am. So yeah, my
1: family settled in Maine uh, when I was like 13. Um, So yeah, that's where I've been up until about a year ago when I got this job, um, working at Polygon.com, a Vox Media brand.
0: (laughs) You're legally obligated to say that. (laughs) Um, Now, uh, this may be an odd question, but have you ever had Moxie Soda?
1: Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you? Oh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. How do you feel about it? I love it. I think I'm it's so glad. very good. I know a lot of people from Maine who think it's awful. And like someone actually tweeted today, um, someone that I followed tweeted like, hey, what are some beverages that you just hate and you won't drink? And yeah. uh, and she was like, oh, here are some that I don't like. And I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't think they're, I think I like drink, I, I think anything that's like a drink I like. Yeah. Like Mo- even Moxie, I love Moxie.
1: Moxie is fantastic. It took me like, uh, so I, I might be drinking it wrong because like my revelation with Moxie was like, oh, you just got to skip the front of your mouth and just shoot it right to the back of <laughs> your throat to, to get the good flavor profile off of it. Mm. But yeah, I love it. Um, I I, I should bring some down. There are wildly inconsistent though, which is the thing that you, uh, when you drink Moxie as much as us real Maine folks is like the bottling there is like sometimes you'll get an insanely sweet Moxie that pretty much just tastes like a Coke that got something happened to it. And sometimes you'll get the real, the real Moxie shit. But yeah, oh boy. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a beverage that I don't like. Di- any diet, diet colas, diet Mountain okay, Dew. Yeah, no, just gag-inducing. I, w-
0: I will agree with that, actually. I didn't think about that because I've just like almost never have them. But when, yeah. when I have to for some reason, when I'm forced to by the, by the men who come, um, it's a bad experience in my mouth to have a Diet Coke Um not a fan. Do you, ever, do you ever go to like a movie theater or like a subway and they have like one of those big robots that like mixes every kind of soda?
1: Yeah, yeah. They got those in Wendy's up in Maine, too. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man. Soda cast. This is oh, great. Oh, I love soda. Uh, I love shakes. What's, what's the best combo in, in, in those soda machines in in your professional
0: opinion? Oh, man. I, well, I tend to veer towards the things that like aren't as easily... Uh, findables. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I, I'll, I love like a, a Coke with lime. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that,
1: that's my, that's my go-to. Yeah.
0: And finding that bottled is impossible now for right. some reason. Um, actually in Canada where I'm from for the long, for the longest time, cherry Coke was really hard to find too. Okay. It, it was a very American thing to me. Um, and I mean, who drinks a cherry Coke, but like I do. So, um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like, I don't know. God, vanilla Coke. Does that still exist? I oh god, it's that bad. That, that, that.
1: That came out when I was like a junior or senior in high school or something same, like that. and I was same. drinking it like every day. And it, just thinking about that weird chemical vanilla now is like making me really nauseous. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, no. Ugh. Yeah, you learn a lot about drinking the right kind of sodas as you get older. Uh, I, I, I avoid drinking soda out of plastic bottles now just because it tastes weird. Got to go, gotta go with the glass or the can.
0: You got to have uh, glass. In my opinion. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about vanilla Coke and maybe we should just get off soda yeah let's um, let's it's, let's move it's on too much too much to contemplate right now um but now you are not drinking soda anymore you haven't had a shake in years and you're working at polygon
1: yeah yep yeah, it's all those shakes are in the past now, and I'm focused right. on That's my new how future, behind which you 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 put away yeah. the
0: things of of a boy and you accepted the video producer job of a man
1: absolutely yeah uh yeah it's been it's been crazy um it's I, I'm old, um, by, by, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything. I guess <laughs> what I'm saying I am the oldest baby in the world right now <laughs> in the position that I'm in. Like I'm working with people who are, you know, four or five years younger than me and who have been also doing this for, uh, you know, since they were in their teens. So I just sort of stumbled into this industry and this, uh, wacky world as a old, uh, weird guy. And I'm just, I'm trying to figure some shit out and it's fun, but it's fun.
0: Yeah. That seems that's weird. I mean, like there are people who have been doing this stuff since they were teens or preteens, you know, they, they've been, you know, getting interviewed about their Cheetos for like 10 years or something. And like to come into that, um, At this point in the game, yeah, I imagine that's it's confusing. There's a lot of of strange feelings. It's a very confusing time in a person's life, in a young person's life. You know, Um, your your first big video producer job. um, You've got Mm -hmm. videos in strange places. um, (laughs) It's it's, yeah, it's a lot. But um, so you've been there for a year
1: now, coming up on a year. um, Wow, and the first the. Yeah, well, probably like eight or nine months is probably closer to closer to what it is. But yeah, the, I was working in the background for the most of that time period, just trying to help out with, you know, because there's, there's a lot of stuff that we do here that doesn't necessarily get surfaced or is, you know, you can't really necessarily tell our touches on. Um, because it's just the you know it's the bread and butter of the the website, like so gameplay videos and social cuts and all that stuff is it's here at polygon it's handled by all the same people who do the wacky personality oriented stuff. Um, so I was mostly uh, submerged in that, and we're just waiting for the right time to make Patrick a public figure of polygon
0: <laughs> and then um, one day you uh, you they pulled you on in front of the camera because someone was sick and they just said just run through these lines for us and you did yeah. and they were like this is it this is the, yeah. Guy. This is the pr- guy yeah is the guy yeah they said we've written this whole this whole lo- long arc about uh
1: uh, uh, Russ Froshick, actually, he, he's going to play this guy who just wants who wants uh, Nintendo to retweet his Toad, and we have the whole thing <laughs> scripted out. We we have it, it line by line. We have it all figured out. But he's just sick today, so we need you to sub in for him. And I said, I I guess I can do it. And I went out there, and it was great. Uh, our producer Tara, she took a big puff on her cigar and said, you know, I think you got a future in this kid. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was it was meant to be.
0: That's beautiful. You you couldn't write it an, any better. It's an uplifting tale. Yeah. Um but that series though has been oh, it's it just I have been really impressed by like I mean um the way that it takes this absurd premise and just kind of runs with it and takes it in directions that I never would have uh would have thought to go mm-hmm. um because it it is like um I think a lot of people, when they saw, like, the first installment of that, and I guess if people listening to this haven't seen, please retweet, then um, you should definitely go check it out on YouTube. Um, but I think, you know, the first couple of episodes, it's like, oh, this is, like, a goofy, fun premise um, that it's probably, like, that's, you know, there's there's not a lot of ways that a lot of people could um, could make that into something kind of ongoing. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, oh, it's... Um, The last few episodes in particular have been just, like, really, really impressive with just, like, the kind of humor that they're demonstrating. Um, And that's something that I've been kind of impressed by with Polygon as a whole lately is, like, I feel like there is this commitment to trying weird stuff. um, Yeah. And uh, just really sort of having fun with it in a way that, like, um, historically, I feel like games media hasn't really... For the most part, there are exceptions, but for the most part, hasn't really been good at.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I I I have theories of what it is like. So I was a Polygon fan from from day one, like back from when they were, you know, a much more stiff uh, and I don't know, self serious thing than they are now. But like at that time in my life, I was like, yeah, I want the NPR for video games, like like just just like give it to me. But Uh um watching them evolve over the last couple years, um, has been really awesome. And I I really feel like, of course, you know, a lot of it is, uh, Griffin and Justin and then, uh, you know, uh, Nick and Simone just sort of establishing this audience of people who could really give a fuck if we play video games or share our opinions about video games. They just want to see these silly people being silly online. Um, (laughs) and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so surreal and weird to be a part of it now, having been a, a fan of it, but like, I, th- maybe it gives me a bit of perspective on from, from the outside of what makes it work, but I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What is that like? I mean, um, what is that like going from being a fan of something or like a consumer or like an audience of something to being like to working with those people and to like being on the inside of it?
1: Um, shockingly unweird. Um, <laughs> it's 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 only in moments like uh, it's it's never a big thing that makes me realize how weird it is. It's always just like a tiny interaction I'll have with one of those folks, and then I realize like, oh shit, this is a person. You know, I was I I, I you know Justin or Griffin was like I I listened to you know a hundred something hours of your podcasts on my drive to and from work at my last in my last life. Uh, you know, it, but th- that's never present just cause it can't be because like if I was, I don't know if, 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 if I approached work with that mindset, like I wouldn't get shit done just because I'd be excited all day. <laughs> um, so the, the very first time that I worked with, uh, with Nick and, uh, sorry, with, uh, Justin and Griffin, it was on that dumb, uh, wrestling monster factory wrestling federation. thing. Oh my
0: thing. God. Yeah
1: and they, they kind of, they didn't spring it on me. It was just like, it was a thing that I wanted to do for a while. And we just kept missing the scheduling and kept messing up the scheduling. So then they're like, Hey, we can go in 15 minutes. And I was like, I've never talked to you, let alone worked with you. So I just took a couple slugs of desk whiskey and, uh, did it and it was fine. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the, the, the lesson is that like, these people are professionals and they're funny and they're also extremely nice. So like there's nothing bad is going to happen. Uh, (laughs) So that's just what I have to tell myself every day.
0: Yeah. Nothing bad is going to happen is I think that's a good daily mantra.
1: Yeah. Bad bad stuff happens all the time.
0: That's true. That is true. uh,
1: Yeah. um, No, it's cool. It's fun. It's weird. Uh, I feel I've been having really bad anxiety over the last couple of weeks about like, um, do you remember, uh, may, may I ask how old you are? You know what? I'm not, i no.
0: <laughs> it, it, it is rude to ask. <laughs> uh, uh, I am, Um, proud. I think I'm about the same age as you.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I remember when I started going to school, like I was studying new media, which is exactly as, um. You know abstract and meaningless as it sounds but one of the things that we heard a lot of in like 2003 2004 2005 was like the internet was becoming this meritocracy uh it was a level playing field where you know anyone can anyone can succeed and stuff Mm -hmm. and i was really excited by that idea um but like now that i have this is very cynical but now that i've done things that have been shared through the right channels and promoted by the right people. It kind of confirms the suspicion I have that like, that's what it's about and not what you, I don't know, like, I, I don't know, uh, like, like I, I could tweet like, I have a ass right now. And <laughs> and it would get like a bunch of retweets, which isn't bad, because like, it's that's a funny thing to tweet. But just like, as a person who like, strived for validation for so, so long like to have it and see ha- the disparity in in uh availability of that validation like it's you 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 don't have it or you have way too much of it
0: yeah does that make sense no it absolutely does it's um it's a weird thing to think about um like because i th- and i think even as as we've gotten better at realizing that like oh the internet is uh, in many ways like um like all other forms of media in that it reflects like a lot of existing social structures. Um, Mm -hmm. There still is that sense of like, Oh, YouTube has democratized, uh, you know, a lot, like all of this, these kinds of things. Um, And maybe that's true in some ways, but then you sort of look at like, okay, well like who are the most successful like games YouTubers or you look Mm -hmm. at like, Oh, well, when someone, has the force of like a media juggernaut behind them um of course the of course they're gonna have more reach because that's just how that works (laughs) like um and so it is it's weird to think about it's weird to be on to be uh, to have been on both sides of that and to sort of see this whole picture of like oh wow yeah this is how how this stuff really works um so yeah i totally totally feel that
1: i i just get like yeah. I, I, I have real bad guilt over it. Like it's because for me, like that, that I, I, I don't know. I feel like that validation switch for me was, is like a binary thing. It's like, am I getting like five people enjoy the stuff that I, you know, spend my time working on? And like, if the answer is yes, then like that need for me is fulfilled. And then like everything above that, I'm just like, please like enjoy, <laughs> enjoy other people's stuff. Cause like, there are so so many people out there who are just working tirelessly on things that nobody will ever, uh, you know, pe- maybe people will appreciate, but th- the people will never. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm just scared because, like, I, I feel like that was that c- could have been could have been me. Like, I was mentally preparing myself as a 29 year old to say, like, well, like you 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 love working on this stuff, but like, just you know, get used to the fact that it's just for you
0: Mm. uh,
1: and nobody else. Um, And there's just, by the way it works, it seems like there's going to be a lot of people who that is going to be their path. And that makes me kind of, kind of sad.
0: Yeah. I mean the whole, I think it's weird because like, I think what social media has done for a lot of people is expose them to the to some part of the realities of fame um, and at a much smaller level. So like um, there are a lot of people now who are kind of micro-famous in like specific realms or to certain kinds of people or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a very weird thing because in many ways um, you do have power and visibility and recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in many other ways... You, no one knows who you are yeah uh, you're like outside of your audience like you're not necessarily unless you have a full-time job doing it making a lot of money or really any money necessarily sure and, and so like it's it's weird to be in this position of like um oh we don't really know how to talk about this still like we don't yeah. know how to talk about how famous someone is if they are a youtuber or a a Twitter person personality or or whatever like it's a a weird thing that i think we're still working through
1: yeah yeah for sure and i am i'm like so so new to it that like i'm still like even within that realm i I, you know i'm micro micro you know i'm not i'm not johnny's son or no who who are some of the other big big
0: twitter Um, uh, uh, drill drill just just drill do
1: you know do you have any insider info on drill
0: do, are you asking me if I know who Drill is? I'm asking do
1: you know who Drill is?
0: I mean, I do, but I'm never going to say. Really? Is you it could, you? You could fucking just break each of my fingers and I would never reveal the wind secret. <laughs> <laughs> I will never reveal it. i um, I no, I don't know who Drill is, but if I did, I would never tell a damn soul.
1: How do you feel about so so there are like Went theorists, not not Went theorists, but like Went uh, Went scholars out there who have opinions on different periods. You know, different. Uh, they have opinions on different periods of Drill's content. How do you feel Drill is doing in the modern era?
0: God, um, I I have to admit that I am not a person who has ever actually followed drill. I sort of just, okay. re- I just rely on retweets to bring the best drill content to me.
1: I think you're you're on the right path right there.
0: Yeah, I feel like that that's always served me really well, is I get like the real classics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, All there the, are definitely, yeah. <laughs> I am looking at, uh, I'm looking at uh, the drill timeline right now, and there are some very good ones from even just the past few days.
1: Okay, well, that's good to know. So... Uh, yeah, drill is, I don't, the degree to which drill tweets have like influenced the way words are formed in my brain oh, yeah. is is unbelievable. And it's like, I don't know, like, even something like you like, like you look at like a website, like click hole, uh, or something like that. And it's almost like the drill is this little seed that got into a bunch yes. of people's heads and just expanded outwards into this entire form of comedy. Just like, like uh, if you're t- describing your the, a son that you don't like, like to say my bad, rude son or something like that. <laughs> yeah, It's like yeah, it's it's fucking crazy how he just implanted, uh, or they just Im- implanted themselves in, in, into us like that. Drill is a magical thing
0: It's unreal, I mean, drill, and then, to a lesser extent accounts like horse ebooks, which of course uh petered out and sort of uh, yeah and and I think it has less impact now than it it once did, but um yeah yeah so yeah y- y-
1: you've been a- around on twitter for a while you' are you're, you're a person who I followed for for quite a while, uh through like waves, and i don't. <laughs> Of of different types of Twitter, like I'm pretty sure you were. I was following you through like the whole like actual weird Twitter thing where like everyone where that first happened. Were were you active during the what like 2011, 2009, and that that time zone?
0: Oh God, um, I got on Twitter in 2010, okay, um, but I didn't get good at Twitter until maybe 2012. So, yeah, um, so I was around then. Um, I wasn't really. Yeah, I think I only, and I was never really in, like, those circles, like, those, like, weird, capital W, weird Twitter circles, Um, Mm -hmm. but definitely I think anyone who is on Twitter and, like, interested in comedy, that stuff sort of filtered down into your consciousness, Mm -hmm. Um, and, yeah, so, like, I think my account has gone through, like, a lot of different iterations of, like, what it's being used for, Um, and now I'm not even really sure. And I ask myself that every day. What is this? What is this? What am I doing with this? Who is this for?
1: I got it. I I, I think I, it's the weirdest period of Twitter I've been in, but like I enjoy more than any (laughs) period, like the post, the post uh, ironic, not, not, not post ironic, but the post weird Twitter sincerity Twitter, where you're just like, you'll tweet things that are actually true. And then some jokes, like, it's not like you don't have to like, conform to one or the other like if i scroll back through my timeline far enough i'm sure i can find a part where i was just trying to do those jokes just Mm -hmm. trying to get those good jokes out there on twitter for nobody for literally nobody (laughs) um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah god twitter's a thing
0: yeah no it's it's a thing all right um it's still good i think i think um you know, I've just, I've made modifications to how I use it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still, it's the one thing I still use because I used to have a Tumblr and I don't have that. I'm not, yeah. on, I'm not on Facebook anymore, which just means that I don't know when anything's happening or where anyone is. Yeah, um, good. That, that's good. <laughs> it's really good. I'm just sort of like floating in this, this Twitter void, just like desperately screaming out like, my rude daughter is screaming at me in the morning help please this bird is bullying her and (laughs) the void sometimes replies back which is nice but um yeah yeah no Uh, it's cool um
1: i never had a tumblr and i i i feel like such an old person every time i try (laughs) to like take a look and see what's going on on there um but yeah I, i missed out on tumblr and snapchat like i
0: oh no i don't understand snapchat so I, I
1: i i can i i i can report to you on snapchat please
0: please give me your analysis okay. yeah
1: so snapchat is uh hold on let me try to remember which one is snapchat is <laughs> a platform through which you send people dumb jokes uh so it's like twitter but like there there is something cute and nice about it, I think, of like on Snapchat, like I use that to send personalized jokes to people, mm-hmm. so look like, if you if I see something like that a very specific person likes, you know I, I could just post it to their Twitter, I could just do this or that like a sign or something stupid, or a funny toilet that got broken in a in a bathroom, uh, like I could just send that to them on their Twitter channel, but then other people could see it, so it's like no, I just this is just a joke for you, my friend. <laughs> Uh, but also in the process of me getting onto Snapchat, like I was asking the the my coworkers who are all on average, like three or four years younger than me, like every couple of days, like, what is Snapchat? <laughs> what, 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 how do I know what to snap? Mm. Uh, so, but once you figure, we get on there, you, 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 you carve your own path. Try it, try it out sometime. We'll, we'll snap.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, I should, I think I have, I think I tried it years ago and, um, I never really, uh, Never, it never really, really clicked for me. But maybe I'll, I'll give it another try because I'm trying things. I'm trying all kinds of things now. Um, so I am trying Twitch, which is something that I don't fully understand. Oh yeah, you've been stri- uh, streaming some PUBG, right? I have been streaming some some uh, p- p- PUBG. Um, yeah, and uh, it's fun. It's very strange to me because I guess, I guess Twitch is like any other platform, right? In that there are many, many people streaming to like zero to a hundred people at a time right and then there are a dozen people streaming to thousands of people at a time and um except unlike twitter where you can be tweeting to hundreds of thousands of people at a time uh the people on twitch are presumably making some kind of money uh which god bless good for them um Mm -hmm. but uh i don't get it i've i've tried I've played with some settings and stuff and people have been like, Oh, you should set this thing up so that people can tip and then play music if they want. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll just tell me what to do. Yeah. What, what do you want me to do? Just tell me what you want me to do. <laughs> in- internet. So h-
1: how do you like it so far? Because like I, bef- before I got this job, I did not stream. Um, so I, I am new to it as well.
0: Um, yeah. I, I have to say that I like it a lot in that um I've really only streamed this game – yeah, if, if people don't know what PUBG is, it's um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is kind of like this – it's like a Hunger Games or like Battle Royale kind of game. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I like it because I think my thing with games is um, – I don't play them nearly as much as I used to, I guess. Um, I took yeah. a year off where I just didn't touch any video games for like a, a full year. And then I that was a while ago and I sort of started easing my way back about a year ago. Um, and uh, my thing though is like, I'll sit down with something and regardless of whether it's like a round based thing online or like a long narrative based thing, I'll play through it a bunch and then be like, wow, I just spent three hours doing that, like... And either I'm like kind of agitated or like sort of numbs. And it's like, man, that doesn't feel great to me. Um, But when I'm streaming, it's like, oh, I'm interacting with people. Like, this is fun. It's like kind of performy, which I like. Um, I'm a big performance person, so I enjoy Mm -hmm. that a lot. Um, And it doesn't feel like I'm just doing this thing on my own and sort of like digging myself into this weird hole. Like, it's like... Oh, we're having a fun time watching me drive a jeep into a river over and over again.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I yeah, that that's that kind of goes back to that same anxiety that I have where like I, I now I'm in a position where if I yes, sometimes just playing video games feels uh boring or not boring, but like you could be multitasking, you could be interacting with people, but like as soon as I get on there I'm like and I see these people start getting on board for my stream, like I start feeling bad that I'm not watching somebody else's stream and (laughs) talking to them. You know what I'm saying? Uh Like, uh, I don't know. I I think I need to work on like separating in my head or like acknowledging in my head that like literally not everybody who watches the things that I do also necessarily will only be fulfilled by doing those things.
0: (laughs) That's so true though. I mean, um, it's, I think, it's hard and I don't want to speak for you, but for me, um, I have a very deep seated and maybe actually almost definitely self-destructive need for validation through attention. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and the thing is not everyone has that. And it's, it's easy for me to, to forget that and to assume that everyone does to the point where like, I don't know, have you ever like looked up people from like your hometown on Facebook and been like, wow, you're living in your hometown and you married someone from your hometown, you have kids and like a normal job and you have no web presence. Like, what are you even doing? <laughs> but like, that's a, they're, they're that's, a, that's a perfectly fine thing to do. Like, that's, yeah. it's a good, fine thing if that's what you want. And like, um, and by the same token, I think a lot of people, like, a lot of people want, like, don't have that compulsive need to have people <laughs> looking at them all the time, um, which is good and healthy. Um, And also I think, though like remembering how to be an audience is like an important thing um and um and a hard thing to do sometimes but it is something that i um that i want to work on too because like i don't know if you have this thing of like going to like a show or like a reading or any kind of event just being like oh i want to be doing i want i want to be up there i want people to be looking at me um
1: yeah So, like like definitely not in like uh, a public setting, but, like, some, something about the... Actually, you know what? No, definitely, definitely. Like, every time I've ever gone to a musical, I've been like, you know what? I should, <laughs> I should get into musical theater. I feel like I'd do okay up there. Mm-hmm. No, But the, the truth is, I absolutely wouldn't. Um, but, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I guess I do have that as well. Um, for sure. Um, and that can be a really good thing, I think, because... Uh, you know, if, if that isn't always the sole focus, like you can use that feeling to motivate yourself to do some good things for yourself. Like if I go see somebody play, uh, a show and I'm like, man, I I should get back to playing guitar or something like that, you know, and then you spend a bunch of time working on a thing that you enjoy and you like, maybe not with the actual end goal of performing on stage or something like that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, you still get to, that, that can still be, uh, the the thing that ignites some self self improvement or at least just a hobby, um,
0: that yeah. is healthy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it can totally be used for, um, for positive purposes.
1: And, and not not to say that it's inherently negative to to need validation because I think no. we all do. Right. I think that's yeah, um, yeah. It's it's weird to me. Ha, step starting this stupid show please retweet so, so first of all uh, I, I'm terrified of whatever I'm going to do next because uh, <laughs> uh, because I feel like I th- please retweet made it out to the public because I made it mostly as a joke and then posted it on my Twitter and then Nick Robinson who I think you've interviewed on the show um, said like this is you know this is a perfect introduction for you to our YouTube audience like this is mm. it we need to get this on YouTube so we did it um mostly on his insistence, I would have been happy to let it never be seen. Um, but I'm scared of what to do next. Um, anyway, but but the, the thing that is funny when I look at Please Retweet is like, okay, it started out as a dumb joke about Toad with, you know, hairy, powerful legs and this character's insistence that Nintendo retweet it. Uh, and like, that was just the joke at first. And then subconsciously, I just turned it into a show about validation and just like... <laughs> The, the absurd need of somebody to, to get validation from one specific person, which is also a thing that I struggle with. Um, but, yeah, um, I need to, I think I got to end it soon.
0: I mean, I think that's the trick, right, with a lot of these yeah. these kinds of shows is, like, knowing when to stop. Um, mm-hmm. And something like Carboys, which went on for, like, a, a fairly long time, um, I think it was was smart to sort of like, I think there are always going to be people who are like, Oh no, I want more of this, but like, yeah, but it's, it's your thing. And I think, um, th- an author knowing when to, to cut things off is, is great because if you don't, what happens is, um, well, I was going to say what happens is Dragon Ball Z, but, um, but that's not fair because Akira Toriyama wanted to end it after the, the Frieza saga. So, um, oh, is that true? That's, that that's
1: really, I have a lot of respect for Akira Toriyama. Though. Yeah.
0: He's, it uh, just kept going. They were just like, We need more. And then yeah. it got to the point where they were like, We want a new series. And he was like, I don't really want to. And they're like, No, it's we're making Dragon Ball GT. Um, so oh, just, no. just fuck you. And um he he had to just take it because I don't know how the rights to this stuff works. But um yeah. But yeah, no, knowing when to stop is like a super important skill. And um yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll find a point that makes sense, and then move mm-hmm. on to something else. And I'm sure that thing is going to be really good too.
1: I hope so. I I ask. I I don't like that. There's a couple things I don't like about the show. The 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 the, the biggest one is that it's sort of, and this isn't a thing that I thought of when we launched it, but it's kind of a show that encourages harassing a brand <laughs> online. And like, I f- I feel way less about doing this to like one of the biggest brands in the country, uh, or, or the world than I would about like an individual. Like if I was going after a particular actor or public oh, figure, sure. i like, I feel way worse, but I still feel kind of bad because like there is a social media intern out there. Like, and they can, the thing is like, well, it, it, my, my rationale to myself was like, well, it's going to be one tweet a week. I didn't really account for the fact that like other people would like get on board and start goofing, you know, following mm-hmm. along with the goof. And I don't think there's any case of somebody taking it too far yet. And from everything that I've heard from the folks that I, you know, through their grapevine from folks at Nintendo is that they, they think it's a, a jolly good time. But like, I still don't like that part of it. Um, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know that is hard. Um, I feel like yeah, it feels relatively benign. Um and yeah, you're right. Obviously, there is I think we forget that a lot that there is someone behind a brand account. Um, mm-hmm. But this doesn't it feels like, I don't know, like, there are way worse things that brands get to it. Tweet- and I feel like the, the sort of background noise of stuff that people tweet at Nintendo is like, way less fun and funny than this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to tell myself that sometimes that maybe, maybe this is like the, the weird thing that happens in a certain, you know, the, the social media uh, manager's day and like, okay, good. I got, I got the police retweet. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, getting this
0: thing to talk about. Yeah. At the water yeah. cooler. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, what should I do next? You, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. It's, it's for you to decide now.
0: Oh, wow. I'm um, God. Um i the thing is the so the thing I like about about this show about plays retweet um is like you say that it's about it it is like very explicitly about like attention online and like attention mm-hmm. economies and stuff and um I think that's something that i i'm not i don't know that the next thing you do has to like focus on that too, but it's something I'm thinking about a lot more lately just because um I've seen a bunch of of series that do rely on, um, like, interaction from audiences or maybe didn't explicitly want that to start, but that sort of became part of it. Um, yeah. Get, getting, like, uh, becoming kind of, like, unwitting commentaries on how that stuff works. Um, like, when you have people who, like you say, like, want to get in on, on the bit. Uh, yeah. And just, like, how uncomfortable that can be sometimes without people realizing and like how no one person doing that necessarily is uncomfortable, but like mm-hmm. when, when uh, it's a hundred people all doing it, um, then it's like becomes kind of a weird deluge. Uh, so I don't really know what I'm saying. I don't think I'm giving you any concrete advice. No, I'm sort of it's just a- like, uh, sort of just, just uh, spinning some, some yeah. jazz on this. But Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I've,
1: I'm sort of uh I feel like I, I can get a little negative and I've mostly been talking about like the weird parts of this, but like, I do have to say that like doing stuff for Polygon's audience is absurdly nice. I don't know how so many nice people coexist online, like how they found that many <laughs> nice people online. It
0: does seem good. Yeah.
1: Like if you hop in our streams and stuff like that on YouTube of all fucking places, like I've had to ban one person since I came on board uh, for them being a piece of shit in the chat. But like everyone else is absurdly nice to each other. They're very nice to us. They're super understanding when things don't work out. Like a couple times I've had to d- delay, please retweet and all the comments I get or the, you know, if I, you know, tweet out that, oh, you know, the show's not going to make it out this week. People are all like, hey, you know, take, take as much time as you need. Take care of yourself, buddy. And I'm like, <laughs> what the f-? who are you? <laughs> Why you're all so nice? What's going on? And um, I, I, I don't know. I, it, I think it must be something that. I don't know. M- maybe online is such a ugly place that, like, when, you know, Simone and Griffin and Justin, you know, were dedicated to making comedy for everybody, video game comedy for everybody. You know, maybe just people who want that just flock to it yeah they're all nice people
0: yeah that makes sense that makes total sense (sighs) yeah that it's great though that that is a great feeling um and like with this show as well um we have just like the best audience and it's uh Mm. it rules um it rules to just like have a a group of people who are into your stuff and are like being super cool about it and like to feel like you're cultivating some kind of community around stuff is like, it's yeah. it's a really awesome feeling.
1: Do you feel any personal responsibility to sort of um, encourage those people to take care of each other too? Or do you feel like that's just a thing that naturally happens and will happen? Because that's just a feeling that I get sometimes is when I'm like, these people are all absurdly nice to us. And like, I hope that they are treating each other with this sort of, you know, it, it, I hope if these people we're there for each other the way they're there for us. There would be a lot of people with good support networks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I think I do, I do feel some of that stuff sometimes. And I guess my hope is in sort of, like you say, if people are are like that to you, then like they're like that to each other. Although I know that's Mm -hmm. not always the case, but like you hope that sort of by like setting an example um, with some of the stuff that you sort of create, Space for for that kind of thing to happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about milkshakes still. Oh God, I want another milkshake. That was uh, really good.
1: My, my, I, mine was just rich dark chocolate, and it was oh so good. Just right down at the last, the last slurps.
0: Um, so man. so back back to Tumblr actually for a second. I did see yeah. a, a a post um it was, well it was a screen cap of a post on twitter so like it's weird how that happens now like people just cross post things and the original source is really hard to find <laughs> yeah um, yeah but uh someone was like if you put a cold one in one yard and a, a milkshake in another yard where would the boys go <laughs> and uh then there was this big thing of like well like no a cold one like the uh cracking open a cold one necessitates the boys being present, but a cold one doesn't have any inherent boy-attracting qualities. So right. they, they would go to the milkshake yard, like, just just think about this for a goddamn second. Um, And it was like <laughs> this whole thesis on this, like, physics problem. Uh, And I was like, oh, yeah, this is um, – Tumblr is, is really good sometimes for this Tumbl- stuff.
1: T- Tumblr is good. That That is, like – that right there is my favorite genre of comedy right now, which is just, like – very 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 closely examining things that do not deserve <laughs> to be examined that closely. Uh, my the, the thing that got me this job um, is a, a video series I did called ASMRBs where <laughs> what? I, yeah,
0: I haven't seen this. Okay, oh my god, yeah. I'm going to look at this right after.
1: Yeah. So the, the idea of ASMRBs is that I'm, I'm another version of myself, kinda like please retweet Pat, who believes he's doing like an extremely important public service in reviewing um the Arby's website uh page by page. Uh-huh. So uh in in an ASMR voice. Um so of course. I'm just, yeah, so I'm just like very, very, very quietly like describing the sandwiches on the Arby's website. Um, and where where, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry. just and, and just like paying a lot of attention to things. I love paying attention to things that we aren't supposed to pay attention to. Um, the things that we're just supposed to like glance over or – you know, like the, 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 the CEO's section on the Arby site, you know, that's there. If you want to go look it up, you can download a, <laughs> you can download a 200 megabyte uh, PDF with very large headshots of all the Arby's, Arby's, uh, uh, upper management if you need that. Um, oh my God. so yeah, th- there's, I don't know. It's just as a person who doesn't really feel funny a lot of the times or good at coming up with jokes. The thing that I've found that I'm able to do and then play back and laugh at later is just like believing that i'm doing something very important when i'm not <laughs> um
0: yeah yeah god well i cannot wait to dig that up um yeah. I, i'm really looking forward to it well maybe we should move on to the one segment that we have on this show Oh yes, uh, I love segments. Did I did I tell you about the segments? Sometimes I tell people, and sometimes I forget to. So you mentioned the segment, and then
1: uh, y- y- uh, your producer mentioned it again in the pre-brief here, oh. and I, I I was like, "Oops, I didn't I
0: didn't oh, prepare I'm, anything." I'm doing so. prayer hands to my producer right now because yes, um, God bless. Um, I didn't prepare anything either, so okay, um, because we um, to sort of peek behind the curtain a bit. Um, I've been pre-taping a few episodes this week and sometimes I'll remember and then sometimes I'll get into the episode and be like, sure. Uh, and I'm just looking wildly around my desk right now. Like I have a fidget cube. Is that um, I only got into the fidget cube once everyone had moved on to spinners. So that's how far behind the curve I am. Uh, There's a
1: couple of really good feeling things on that cube.
0: Oh, uh, do you have one of these cubes?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, Julia, uh, our, our, uh, entertainment editor has one. So I, I walk over to her desk and fidget with it occasionally.
0: It's a good cube. I use it when I'm recording sometimes. Maybe that is my recommendation. Um, okay. is I have a fidget cube, which is like a, a it's like a, a six sided cube. Well, most cubes I guess are six sided. Um, al- <laughs> also, um, have you ever, have you ever seen the movie cube? Uh,
1: hold on. No, wait, what, what happens? Is, is that a, is that a Cronenberg one?
0: Uh, it's Cronenberg-esque. Okay, Um, maybe no. I I I don't know if I'm using that right. Uh, no, it's a Canadian film. It's about no. I guess it's Kafka-esque is what I would would call it. Okay. Um, it's basically a bunch of people wake up in a cube in a room Mm -hmm. in a room that looks like a cube, and um, they there are doors on on each side. Um. And every cube is a different color. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, a lot of the the cube rooms, um, they kill you if you go in them. Mm. And it's just people who are like, they don't know why they're in the cube. And um, they're trying to escape the cube. And they have to discover, like, there's there's serial numbers on each of the hatches. And some of them will kill you. Like, some of the rooms will kill you based on the the prime numbers or whatever. Um, and I was actually, I was talking to my friend, Naomi Clark, um, yesterday. And I was like, we were talking about this for some reason. I was like, why isn't there a game version of the cube? Like it's, it's a roguelike, except obviously the people don't start again in the movie. They're just dead forever. Yeah, they're just super dead. They're dead. It, um, it,
1: it is. I think I've, is, I haven't played any of the zero escape dilemma games, but that sounds thematically similar, at least.
0: Actually, yeah, I think that's probably I think yeah. you're probably right. Um so maybe watch the cube. It's okay. maybe watch that's, the cube, maybe get a that's my cube. real recommendation is watch the cube. I, I think you can have as many cube recommendations as you want. As do, long do as have- they're related. Um as long as yeah, as long as they have cube in them. So play intelligent cube. Um, okay. have you have you played that one? IQ? No. Intelligent cube with a Q. It was a, a PS one early release I've rem-
1: I remember the name.
0: Yeah, it was about Cubes trying to crush you, and you were like, please um, don't crush me, Cubes.
1: Oh, what, what is, were they, like, rolling towards you? They were. Yes, okay. I, I have played a bit of Intelligent Cube. Yes. Uh,
0: I think I only ever played a demo that was on, like, mm-hmm. maybe it k- shipped with the PS1 or something. But um, mm-hmm. so those are my recommendations. Intelligent Cube, the Movie Cube, and Fidget Cubes. Um so do you, in the, in the time that I've been saying the word cube until it's lost all meaning, have you, do you, have you thought of anything? Do you have a thing that you could recommend?
1: Yeah, think? L- l- let, me, let me try to think. Uh, okay, so I've been enjoying uh, David Cage, uh, Garth Marenghi comparisons that have been popping up on Twitter. <laughs> so I, w- I would like to recommend those. And I'd also just like to recommend that everybody watch all of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It's on Hulu and uh, I think CISO. Maybe, uh, it's, it's a really good, have you, have you gotten around to watching the show yet?
0: I've seen, um, I think about three or four episodes. I was watching yeah. it like last year and then I fell off it for some reason, but, uh, it's, I should, I should pick it up again.
1: It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's like it's, Three of the episodes are pretty much the same thing, um, which is weird. I think they did it on purpose, but they're all about like different kinds of green mist and or liquid and or uh, <laughs> fog that come into the hospital and do weird things. Anyways, yeah, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is a, a weird British TV show about a fucked up hospital uh, that is very prescient when it comes to uh, comparing things that the director says to things that David Cage has said as well.
0: God, that guy, huh? Um, that guy. I uh, I guess for people who don't know who David Cage is, he is a, a game director, designer man. He makes games. Um he has made basically he he makes a lot of very big statements about film and about telling stories in games. Um mm-hmm. what are he made heavy rain? He made uh, heavy
1: rain. Uh what was the what was the one that came before heavy rain?
0: Uh Fahrenheit something. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's the uh, and then he made that one with Ellen Page, um, uh,
1: beyond two souls.
0: That's That's it. Um, yes. and, um, I, I also, I learned recently that he, he made Omicron the Nomad's Soul. Yes. Which yeah. Which is, I guess makes sense, but also I wish that David Cage was still with us.
1: I know, right? Like get loose with it.
0: Just have fun. Just like, just ask (laughs) David Bowie to like record a soundtrack for your game, and then he's like, "Yeah, I guess so." Um, And and I think David Bowie's in it too. He's also in it. (laughs) Yeah, and and he's playing. I think he's playing
1: two characters. Mm -hmm, I think there might be mm -hmm. a a, a sort of Eddie Murphy in the Clumps type situation going on, except it's just David Bowie playing everybody in David Cage's uh, Blade Runner Fever Dream. Yeah, yeah, David Cage.
0: It's funny. Um, It's funny you should mention. Uh, Eddie Murphy and the Clumps because uh the game Heavy Rain, um mm-hmm. I, I often get that title confused with um I don't know if you've ever seen the, the, the <laughs> yes. Frank Oz film Bowfinger. <laughs> yes uh, Chubby, but- Rain. <laughs> Chubby Rain Chubby <laughs> Rain a film in which uh yeah Steve Martin <laughs> is trying to produce a film uh called Chubby Rain with uh this this famous uh actor played by eddie murphy but he won't do it and so they find uh they find this guy who looks just like him uh i mean he's he's his brother i guess yeah um but he he can't act uh he's terrible and then then they sort of try and film stuff with the actor without knowing that the actor is in the film um and i'm sure it's it's I don't know if it's actually holds up. I remember it being funny, but
1: um, I remember being. Uh, yeah, I, I saw it when I was fairly young and I, I thought that the concept of chubby rain was the funniest thing ever. The aliens are coming to Earth in the rain. So the rain is bigger than usual. It's chubby rain. It has an
0: 81 uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I might. Have, and you said that the Frank Oz movie. Uh, yeah. Like, 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 like muppets Frank Oz. yes yeah <laughs> he directed that's awesome. it well because he directed little shop of horrors too
1: that's also a fun movie yeah no it's Man. very good i get really emotional uh talking about uh uh muppets and i don't know why they weren't super important to me growing up but like i have this dream i've had two or three times where i am like in uh a very nice like european village like a I lived in Germany for a while, so it reminds oh, me of like wow. one of the one of the town squares in Germany. And I'm in like a puppet shop, and I'm I somehow I know that I'm back in time, uh, and um Jim Henson's there, and I'm talking to him and like having a friendly interaction with him, and like I know he's dying, but I'm not allowed to tell him he's dying. Oh my god! Yeah, and and I, and I wake up I wake up feeling very sad for some reason. And it's like, I I don't I have no idea where that came from, but like yeah. I I get real sad when I think about the Muppets because the Muppets are sweet and they're good. Just want to make people laugh.
0: Love a Muppet. I love a good (sighs) Muppet.
1: Ah. Do you have Do you have a favorite Muppet?
0: Oh, do I have a favorite Muppet? Um, I like the Eagle. I like Sam the Eagle. Um, Sam the Eagle is great. He's just like constantly going off on these things and like no one is listening to him, but he's like giving these speeches (laughs) about patriotism, which is very good. Um, Actually, it's funny. The first time I ever came to New York was um, uh, almost 10 years ago. And Mm -hmm. I went to this toy store. um, It was like, it's like that famous toy store. Uh, The FAO Schwartz? Yes. Yeah. With the the floor piano. Yeah. Um, and, um, they had a thing where you could make your own Muppet.
1: Oh my God. Oh and, my uh, God. It
0: looked really cool. Um, and, but <laughs> the person that I was on that trip with was terrified of Muppets. And so, um, we didn't really like dig into the possibilities there of, sure. of building your own Muppet, but, uh, yeah, Muppets, Muppets. Who's your favorite Muppet? Oh boy.
1: Um, and yeah, thinking real quick. Uh, I'm going to, uh, this is a really, so so first of all, uh, it's Kermit, uh, and cause that's <laughs> a, a very basic answer. Um, but there's this amazing clip that I have on my Instagram, which is private, but I'll try to, i try to surface this clip. Um, Ryan Lochte, is that the name of the, the Olympic swimmer who got in that trouble? In- and <laughs> yes. Okay, so I was I was living at home for a while right before I got this job, and my mom loves watching Dancing with the Stars, and I was watching Dancing with the Stars, and Ryan Lochte and his dance partner are doing a dance routine to um uh to the Muppet Show theme, uh, and he's talking about like how he's he's been sort of a victim in in this and you know the, his sort of victim narrative with him getting all uh in that little tussle in in, in Brazil. Um, And how the Muppet theme is really helping him feel better and how important (laughs) it is to him. And then the interviewer goes, who's your favorite Muppet? And he goes, I don't know, the green dude?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The green dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're watching (sighs) the – oh, also Gonzo. Fuck, obviously Gonzo.
1: Gonzo is great. Uh, Every one of the Muppets just, like, represents something so – immediately identifiable and and sweet and something that needs to be nurtured. I, I love I love him. I love uh uh Fozzie is a is yeah. a failure. They're they're all failures in really interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Actually are there any they really are. I'm trying to think of a Muppet who is not bad at what they portend to be, you know, put on this earth for and they are all bad at what they do.
0: Sorry, I just found. I was looking at the Sam the Eagle yeah. page on the Muppet Wiki, and there's a picture uh, that's where he's sitting next to Liberace, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's just, the caption is just Sam disapproves of Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, the Muppets are all. I think that's why we, it's why we love them. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I like that that like mob muppet guy. What's his deal? He's like a man.
1: Oh, uh, Sweetums.
0: Is that his name?
1: Is is he like the, the like nine foot tall one? Like,
0: no, uh, he's okay. just like a dude. Um, uh, oh, Sweetums is good though. Yeah, um,
1: I'm, I'm trying to think who you're
0: talking about. I don't know if he's like a, a main character. He's just like a. Is his name Spanky? No, that's a gorilla. Apparently, um, I'm following them up at Wiki, so maybe this is a good point at <laughs> which to which uh, to wrap things up. Sure, yeah. Um, but it's been it's been so great getting to talk to you. I'm glad that we were able to have you on. Um,
1: yeah, thank you so much. It yeah. is. Uh, it's an honor.
0: Oh well. Uh, do you want to tell people? I'm sure most people probably know where they can find your stuff. It's on the Polygon YouTube, but um, is there anything else you want to plug or, or share with people or, or anything like that?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I am the producer of uh, a thing called The Polygon Show, um, which is a weekly... It, it's it's poly, Polygon has wanted a, a weekly panel show for a while, but we wanted it to do it Polygon style. So um, we took some of the funniest and nicest and smartest people I know, Allegra, uh, Allegra, Frank, Ashley, O, Chelsea Stark and Simone de Rochefort. And we put them in a room together and now they podcast and I, I edit the podcast and it comes out every week on Friday morning. So yeah, l- please listen to that. Please, please, please. We want, we really, really want people to like it. And we, we have people on there who we don't normally get in our video stuff who like I, really love and think are hilarious and funny uh and i want everybody else to to get on board with that feeling as well
0: awesome yeah um i hope you have a are able to have a shake in the future that doesn't end up being a disappointment or like a mistake or whatever because everyone, everyone too everyone should have a shake i feel like um, i mean if that ends up having
1: to be the way i die i'm fine with it <laughs> just like yeah yeah
0: all right well uh, i will talk to you later and um I hope you have a good night. Great. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Woodland Secrets is hosted by Mary Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as 3 bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at woodlandpodcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.